Welcome to Breakthrough Cocktail, where mixing up happiness, good life skills, and adding a dash of improv to help you live an awesome life. Please give it up for your breakthrough mixologist, Gary Ware. Welcome to another episode of Breakthrough Cocktail. I am your host, Gary Ware. Today on the show, we have Phyllis Ginsberg. Phyllis is an author and she's also a licensed marriage and family therapist. She has worked with high conflict divorce and battered women and children, and I am so honored to have her on the show today. Welcome to the show, Phyllis. Thank you, Gary. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. And before we jump into your story, it wouldn't be a Breakthrough Cocktail podcast without discussing what you're drinking today. So Phyllis, what are you drinking? Ah, today I'm drinking green tea with roasted brown rice, and it reminds me the smell is just like sizzling rice soup that you'd get at a Chinese restaurant. Ah, that sounds so delicious. Ed, how did you come about, like, learning about that recipe? Because that sounds very unique. Well, I have this box that a friend of mine gave me a, a little over a year ago that's all in Japanese language. She gave it to me when she moved to Australia. And I didn't open it until like six months ago. <laughs> and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So now when I go to look for it, I think I'm going to have to go to one of those Asian markets or yeah. wherever and take the box and say, can yeah. you give me one of these? <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Yeah. But it's delicious. Highly recommend it. Cool. Uh, I'm going to have to definitely look into that because I, duh, I love that type of soup too. So that would be great. And for me, I'm just drinking coffee. And today, the coffee I'm drinking is called Bulletproof Coffee. And I just stumbled upon them. And they have a special, I, I had them at an event, but they incorporate butter made from grass-fed cows into the coffee. And it's really uh, frothy. And it's supposed to help with cognitive functions and stuff like that. I don't happen to have that, so I just have the regular coffee without the the butter, but it's still very, uh, very good. It's very smooth, and it's not as bitter as uh, some coffees. Nice. Yeah, so so let's jump into this. Uh, Before we start talking about your book, uh, can you give our audience just a quick snapshot of of, uh, your career and what you've done thus far? Sure. I... Went to school, wow, back in 1990, 91, it's been many moons ago, uh, and I worked at a family service agency to get the majority of my 3,000 hours to get licensed. Before that, I worked at uh, Tulare County Mental Health with schizophrenics, bipolars. Uh, I knew that wasn't my niche that I wanted to be in. So I went to an agency that had two battered women's shelters. They ran rape crisis, lots of child abuse cases, uh, drug and alcohol assessments, you name it. They had high conflict divorce. I just took whatever they gave me. One of the first clients I had, I have to share this, was a female sex offender. You would not think a female sex offender. Wow. So I told my supervisor, what do I do with her? You know, it was it was an eye opener. I grew up pretty naive, so yeah, going to work in this setting was um, a big eye opener in tragedy for a lot of people. And just oh my gosh, what was out there was amazing, and I learned a tremendous amount. And then in '99, I moved to the Bay Area, and I had this tremendous background that served really well to be affiliated with the Contra Costa Courts. 
I took one high conflict divorce cases and whatever they gave me I took I primarily did child custody evaluations that uh, then I would be making recommendations to the court for the services I used to provide like the 52-week batter treatment program I used to teach and drug and alcohol services and the whole array parenting classes so uh, wow I've had quite the uh, experience with a lot of really intense cases and now none of this phases me yeah wow that is such a journey and like i said before we started i just everyone should just you know thank people like you you know for serving um our communities and and helping people in need like that well thank you i was really motivated to make a difference in the life of kids wow yeah and and it's and it's something that i just think about all that it takes to to do that and how strong you have to be so phyllis that's that's just so remarkable so jumping into your book uh your your book just came out or it's been out for a little bit but brain makeover uh weekly guide to happier healthier and more abundant life i have a copy right here and just wanted to know what was the catalyst that made you want to to write a book and especially this book i did not set out to write this book i actually thought i was going to write something else and i did have something else ready that i submitted to 100 publishers and got pretty much a hundred letters that said no and that was when the economy was taking a turn and nowadays if you don't have a platform of 10,000 people you know they don't want to take a risk with a first-time author and i get that so i just started writing and i wrote these weekly uh every monday i wrote something about positive psychology which is you know the study of happiness and really focusing on what works rather than looking at the old model the way that i was taught was Let's look at what the patterns are that aren't working and, you know, diving deep into childhood stuff and, you know, just dredging up things. And that really hasn't worked very well. I'd say as a society, we're not a whole lot better off today than we were decades ago. Yeah. I just been writing these short one or two page things uh, that became the weekly lesson or readings of this book and I thought wow I think I'm gonna put this together in a book because I I benefit from looking at it you know the reminders that I think everybody really could benefit from and they're simple and what I like is that busy people can incorporate this into their life totally agreed and I've been very fascinated with the study of positive psychology and how just like you mentioned simple things can have a dramatic effect on your life. And one of the things that I, I found very fascinating was in the beginning of the book, you were talking about how our brain is, is different than what, um, you know, what it was back in the day, like when we had to survive and, and how the things that are troubling us now aren't nearly as big as the stuff way back in the day. And do you mind sort of just talking about that for our listeners? Because I feel it's very powerful. Right. Our, our brain is built for survival. And in the past, humans lived in the wild, right? They, they were outdoors. They had to deal with whatever animals and exposure to whatever was out there. And today, we have that same brain. And we aren't being chased by some animal. We don't have to um, 
Now, maybe some people do live in fear. I think that that's very real in some parts of our world that they do fear other people because there are terrorists. There's there's a lot of fear out there. That is very real. But for most people, especially in the U.S., we go to work, but we have this chronic stress. We are in fear, worry, doubt, lack, scarcity. We have this thinking that that's really not serving us well and it puts a big toll on our body yeah agreed and you you have some very good stats about anxiety rates and and how people are sleep deprived and a lot of this as you mentioned has to do with the way that we're thinking and you know by changing the way that we think it will change the outcome and i i just again we've all i felt like we've all been told you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Your your brain is set, but you know this book and and all these studies are proving that that's not the case. Wanted to just sort of dive into just some of these. Um, you know, you had talked about like some of the things, some of the weekly uh, sort of challenges is um, you know talking about your happiest moments and things like that. For our audience, can you just talk about how that is so uh, powerful? Just thinking about some of your happiest moments. Sure. Like I said before, that if you're coming from a place of fear and or nearly running stress hormones, your body is in stress. You may have the amygdala in your brain uh, triggering the fight or flight response. So here we go with adrenaline and cortisol and all these stress hormones that keep us in reactive Right, so we're just doing what we do. We are not thinking. But when we can take a step back and we can look around and and appreciate something. So if you look for your happiest moment, your favorite song on the radio, or maybe seeing beauty, a flower that that just speaks to you. Something that that you can resonate with. Now it could be something so simple and when you can acknowledge that what you're doing is you're building the new neural pathways to happiness. You're also running feel-good hormones. So you've got serotonin and dopamine, which when you're doing that, you have the opportunity to be in a state of calm. And when you can be calm, it shows up. Intuition, creativity, possibility thinking. Now you have some control over what you're doing. That just one thing right there, the fact that just again, by thinking about positive things, things that are that make you happy mm-hmm. is changing the pathways of your brain. And then on top of that, all the other benefits is it can help you be more creative. It can just help you get in the flow. That is, again, just so fascinating to me. And we read so many stories about people that are having heart attacks at younger ages and a lot of people you know that are passing away and you look back and you and you think wow they they look like they're in such great shape what happens and a lot of times it's stress induced over 90 percent of all illness is stress induced yeah and and so for for your listeners out there i i highly recommend if you're not doing it already to just on a daily basis, start uh, journaling, you know, things that make you happy, good things that happen in the day, 
because I recently read a stat that said we are prone to think about negative things. It's easier to remember negative events, but we, when we really think about it, we have a hard time remembering the good things that happen. So I know from my own personal experience, just journaling just a few things that were good that happened in the day, mm-hmm. yeah, it's had a huge impact. It makes the world of difference. And, and another area that I wanted to sort of explore uh, from your book, and you were talking about the absence of play and, and how play is such, it has such an effect on us. Can you just dive into that? There's research out that play deprivation is as real as sleep deprivation. Who would have known, right? <laughs> and uh, and it really that every area of your life, your relationship, your love, your satisfaction, and by not having any play or enjoyment in your life, you can run it. Your life is like empty, like a machine. You're just going through the motions. But when you can put play some activities in your life that you enjoy. Back to, you can tap into creativity and the sense of fun. They go hand in hand. It's so crazy how when we were kids and we were just out there and we were playing, we weren't thinking about judgment or what people are going to think about us. And then as we get older, that play turns into the opposite, which is work. Right. We get, we get schooled in being overly responsible, right? And then you have to figure out how to living. Oh, my eyes are watering a bit. Uh, and then, you know, it's all about competition. And you have to get good grades, and you have to go to the right school, and then you have to get the right job, and all these things you just do. And where's the being? We lost it. We get it conditioned out of us at a pretty young age now. Yeah. And so if you can give our audience just a few tips on how we can just play again, because I bet you a lot of people were saying play, you know, what do you mean by play? Yeah. Like I'm too old for a play date. Yeah. (laughs) But in all reality, if you ask your friends, Hey, do you like playing board games? Do you think it'd be fun to get together and maybe play Scrabble or I'm like any board game, you just mention it. And I bet you somebody will say yes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that you're, out there hula hooping and hopscotch and you know, <laughs> kinds of things. But just getting together and doing something for the pure enjoyment of it. It could be you get together or maybe you take a class in art. Find some kind of whether painting, drawing, something that gets you in the state of flow. And I think that's the big thing. Just being able to get in the state of flow and give your brain a rest. Yeah. One thing that I found that has been beneficial for me, and it's, I feel is life-changing, is when I took up doing improv and improv comedy, it was something that I, I started taking for to help with public speaking, but then I found that it had so many other impacts. I had no idea I was going to spend two hours in this class and just be goofing around and playing, and yeah, it's... Have a total play. Yeah. So that's, uh, again, these little things that... To be honest, it will save your life. As you mentioned, we have so many other things that are on our mind. You know, are we, do we have enough money for mortgage and we have to take care of this and we have our job and all of that stuff just weighs on you. And if you don't take time to have some self care and actually 
look and remember the good things that happened, you're going to end up having a heart attack or, or something, you know, worse. Right. That is so true. And and the point that that response is it doesn't have to take a long time to see results and doesn't have to take much time to do that. You have that a happiest moment of the day journal and you wrote things down at the end of the day. What do you think you're going to be doing all day? You're going to be looking for what am I, what am I going to write in my journal tonight? I have to come up with five things or maybe three. It doesn't matter. But the, the, the thing that's important is changing the focus of what you're looking for. Huge. Yeah. And I think I've read this in a book uh, by Sean Acor. It was either in the happiness advantage or before happiness where he was saying, if you change your mindset, because a lot of people, if they think about negative things all the time, that's all that they spot is all the negativity. They'll f spot things that are wrong. But if you are constantly or consciously focusing on finding the positives, that it will change the way that you see things. So you make a good point of if it's your mission to find three things, you know, three simple things that are good that happened in the day, you will start to see other positives. Exactly. And so, so this is all really good information, Phyllis, and thank you for sharing. And for our listeners, uh, we'll have links uh, to the book in the show notes, but this book is, is a very easy read. It's very simple. And just the exercise in it will, they're not hard. They're easy things that you could do. And it's going to have huge impacts on your health, creativity, just concentration, everything. So I highly recommend that you buy this book and, and read it and take it to heart. Thank you. Yes. And so now we're going to transition into what I call the lightning round. And this is our, where we ask the same questions to all of our guests, just to hear a little bit about how, um, how you think, Phyllis. Are you ready for the lightning round? I'm ready, Gary. Awesome. Okay. The first question is, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do for fun? I actually love jigsaw like about a thousand or two thousand piece puzzle. Exciting wow. to me. Yeah. I love doing half marathons and I actually fast walk them with other people. So you do a fast walk, half marathon? Walk half marathon. I have a group of friends that we have been doing, probably done about 15 of them. Wow. And how long does it take to fast walk a half marathon? I think the quickest time that we did it was like three hours and 12 minutes. Wow. Something like that. But then we've had ones where we spent like four hours just because we've been having so much fun. <laughs> but it's so doable if you just, you know, start walking. Yeah. There you, you go. And it's not taxing. You don't have to injure your body. You don't have to worry about your knees. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is you're, yeah, like you said, you're walking. And so for anyone that's intimidated about that, you know, you can still walk it. And you will get the same health benefits. Right. And think about it. When you go on vacation, if you've ever gone on a walking tour or you've been on a tour all day and you've been on your feet for six or seven hours, you can do that. You can do a, You can walk a half marathon. Yeah, exactly. My next question is, are you a morning or a night person? Definitely a morning person. Perfect. And do you happen to have any morning rituals that you like to do to get your day started? I do. Actually, I get up. First thing I get up and I go downstairs and feed the dog. I get a, a glass of water uh, and then I let him out, come upstairs, and I usually do a 20-minute meditation to start my day. That's great. And we didn't really touch on meditation, but that 
another thing that it has huge positive impacts on on just everything focus and it doesn't have to be that hard because i think a lot of people they think about meditation as is something that is hard to do but it can be as simple as i think i read something two minutes a day if you do a simple meditation for two minutes a day it's going to have huge impacts right and even if you did the, i have uh, one of the weekly readings in the book has the instructions for just a simple breathing exercise that probably takes two minutes. So like I, I really enjoy that quiet time of 20 minutes, but most people either don't have the time or don't have the capacity to sit still. And that's okay because that's just one thing of 52 things, yeah. 52 weeks in, in yeah. my book. And I don't really promote meditation as something that somebody has to do in order to become happier. Yeah. It's just an option in your tool belt. <laughs> exactly. And like anything, just try it out. And if it doesn't serve you, just, all right, that's, that's great. Right. If, if somebody can just find two or three things that work for them, that's all that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't yeah. matter what anybody else is doing. Just find what works for yourself. Yeah, exactly. My next question is, how do you stay organized? I like planning ahead. <laughs> Seriously, this has been one of the, the gifts that I have of being efficient and concise. So if something comes to mind, I'm going to write it down, I'm going to put it in a folder. And usually when I need to go back to, let's say I'm doing this talk on Friday, I already started outlining it when I first heard about it. I've got all these notes in my computer or in my file. By the time it comes to putting the final touches on it and really doing it, it's halfway done. That's so great. I stay organized. Same with meals. I'll plan out this, the regular things that I tend to, to, to like to have on hand. And I'll do cooking for a few hours on a, maybe a Sunday. I'm good for at least half the week or more. Yeah. That's something I've been trying as well, especially with, with meals, because when it's planned out, you don't have to think about it because <laughs> it, it, uh, it just seems like when you don't have something that is planned out and then you're amongst all the other things that you have to do, oh, what are we going to eat today? It just adds too much chaos. Right. And then what do you do? You reach for something that maybe you don't intend to have. Yeah, because it's easy and it's right there. Exactly. A few more questions and then we'll be done. Uh, the next question is, if you had to pick, you know, it doesn't have to be three, but two songs that would be definitely on the soundtrack of your life, what songs would they be? Living on a Prayer would be, that was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> you know, it's just a miracle that I have made it through life with everything that that I have experienced and done and really not having deliberately chose it. I didn't say no to it because I just did what I thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I feel like I definitely have been guided through this journey. And... I think where I'm at right now, Katy Perry's Firework. Ah, that's such a good song. Yes. I think that I am shining the light that I am coming into. Here I am to share my experience and my wisdom and knowledge from you know, decades of being here. Perfect. And I hope to really make a big difference in the lives of people. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, and these are two really good songs. And my next question is, are there any quotes or affirmations that you like to, to read often? 
Actually, I do have um, one that I say to myself whenever I'm like stressed or worried. I'll say, I have everything I need in this very moment. And that, that for me helps me to get back to a sense of calm and peace. Because really, as long as that I'm here, alive, breathing, and I look around at all the stuff I have, I even wrote about this in my book, you know, like, I have a computer for education. I have a vehicle to get me around. I have wonderful clients and people that I work with. I have a dog that I adore. Like, I am so blessed with all of this that if I can regroup to that, then everything else starts shifting out of fear and worry so yep. that I can then get to a place of, ah, oh, what else is possible? Yeah, exactly. And you make a good point. When you get rid of that fear and that worry, mm -hmm. it opens up just space for you to like really push yourself and not not worry and, and then challenge yourself to like take whatever you're doing to the next level. Right. Great. And my last question is, if you can give our audience one tip, one thing that they can do that can help them improve their happiness and just find their passion to live an awesome life, what would that be? You know, I have to go with, uh, it's what I wrote my last blog on, is making space for something new. When we can shift some of the, the thinking from fear and worry or maybe anger and resentment, and that's also in the book, how to, to work with those things, uh, then we have the, the possibility now to say, what can I create now? What can my life look like? What can my business look like? But as long as we're in the same mindset with the same neural pathways and the, the same thinking, we're going to get the same result. Brain research says that if you want something to happen differently, you have to both think differently and do something different on purpose. That it's so powerful. And Thank you so much for sharing this stuff. And for the audience, again, get the book. I am very serious that this will change your life. And Phyllis, before I let you go, if you could just spend a moment to just let our audience know how they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your work and what you're doing and, and read some of your blog posts, just spend a few minutes telling us how we can stay in touch. Sure. I have a website that's Take a visit and you can read about, you can see, uh, like I said, some of my blog posts. And I have a, a free report that people can download, three ways to connect with your happiness now. So feel free to just go over there and you can get that. And, uh, yeah, and you can also send me a comment if you're interested. Perfect. Awesome. And again, Phyllis, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much wisdom. And for everyone listening, this concludes another episode of Breakthrough Cocktail. As I mentioned, we will have all of these links and more at the show notes on the website, BreakthroughCocktail.com. Until next time, stay awesome. You've been listening to Breakthrough Cocktail. If you liked what you heard, be sure to visit www.breakthroughcocktail.com forward slash newsletter to sign up for the insider newsletter. As a subscriber, you'll get instant access to exclusive content and frequent doses of happiness. See you there. Until then, stay awesome.